0: Hello and welcome to Heart to Heart, Episode 2 for the month of Kislev. We're so excited to be back with you for another Rosh Chodesh chat, so grab your laundry basket and favorite drink and come join us. Hi, Johanna. How are you?
1: Hi. Hi, Sophia. I'm doing good. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Um, I have a little greeting from uh, Harriet, or our ima, our mother. (laughs) (laughs) mother-in-law, she couldn't join us this time either, unfortunately, she really hopes to be able to be with us next month, but she's currently in Sweden, she's been in Finland, she's going to Norway, Um, she's traveling with her husband and teaching women all across uh, Scandinavia and having teaching sessions, so that's exciting, she hasn't done that in a while.
1: Yeah. She sends her greetings.
0: Yes, she does. And hopes to be with us next next month. Yeah.
1: So it's this exciting. Well, we got in some questions after our after our last episode. And the question that came in the most was for some tips on resources for children that we could recommend. And so why don't you start, Sophia, with some of your um, favorites. All right. And
0: then I'll. One thing I'll mention um, that I stumbled across several years ago, kind of by mistake. Um, <laughs> I was in a desperate <laughs> position and just YouTubed Torah for children. Uh, and I stumbled across this lady who does these really sweet little uh, clips where she takes a theme or a story from the weekly Torah portion and um, makes a little puppet show with it. And she's actually based here in Jerusalem. She does the videos in English and in Hebrew, um, two separate videos for each Torah portion. And that's been something that we've been going back to for years. My kids love it. Um, it helps to just connect with the Torah portion a bit every week on their level and it's fun and it's usually less than 10 minutes long. It's really, really, I
1: agree. My kids love it too.
0: And, um, we sort of
1: incorporated into our morning time. Mm-hmm. It's Jewish tradition or custom to um, dig a little bit into the weekly Torah portion on Mondays and Thursdays. So during morning prayers, the scrolls are opened and some a portion of the weekly parasha is read. So, in a nod to that, I try to look into the weekly parasha on Mondays and Thursdays, and so it's kind of become our tradition that on Mondays we watch her videos, both in English and in Hebrew, and uh, it's fun because it's been a few years, and so some of them, they've kind of quote, they can quote her now. (laughs) It's also fun because we know all the
0: parks where she records. Yes, that's the most fun part is (laughs) figuring out what park she's
1: in. She's in our playground or she's at the botanical gardens or she's in Gazelle Valley. So yeah, the children love it. And you get to have a little glimpse of outdoor kid life in Jerusalem because she's uh, recording these videos in in the parks around the city.
0: Yes. Um, So that's a really good good one. one. Another Mm -hmm. one is, of course, um, the material from my dear friend, Sarah Ruth. She has... She's working on creating guides, I think, for all the feasts. And um, we mentioned her last month because she made a guide for Rosh Hashanah that we used. And uh, for coming up this next month, um, she has a guide for Hanukkah. So I highly recommend those. They're beautifully made with lots of handcrafts and ideas. Um,
1: yes, very interactive and super
0: engaging yes and if you're into like the charlotte mason style of schooling then she she goes along those lines and um and has just great book recommendations for living books and yeah we just love it i'm very much looking forward to going through her hanukkah guide this year
1: yes and if you're um if you like things that are a little bit more table time centered more reading and questions and discussions um Our friend from Missouri, our friend Abby with Torah in the home, she has made, uh, her art is beautiful, and she's made some really nice um, holiday guides as well for the feasts, and she has a membership for a subscription for the weekly Torah portions. Yes. Um, as well. So you can look her up at Torah in the Home, and we'll link all of these things. Yes, for
0: sure. In the show notes. Yep. Oh, and I was going to mention one more thing. Yes. We really, really love the Tales of the Messiah series from First Roots of Zion. It's like a magazine um, retold the gospel in five books with beautiful art. It's very rare to find children's Bible-type material that depicts a Jewish Yeshua, Um, and this one does that very beautifully. Um, And so, yeah, but beyond that, the stories are just written so beautifully and so good, and we love them, and the kids love them a lot. Um, Definitely. one of my top recommendations, I think. And
1: that segues into my... Thing that I was going to say, because First Fruits of Zion has something called the Torah Clubhouse for Kids, and it's a free resource online, but you can also subscribe for the print version. It's sort of like a magazine for each Torah portion for every week, and so my kids have been really enjoying those. It's very um, well-rounded. They've got teachings from Torah, teachings from the apostles, the gospels. Um, helping them memorize the, um, the sermons of the master. It's got some jokes, some comics, and um, really taking up some serious questions, but in a level that kids really enjoy and understand. And with these characters that go through stories, uh, you know, you follow the story of these characters throughout the weeks. So... It's been really fun for the kids. My 10-year-old, she will sit and read it for the five-and-a-half-year-old, and they both enjoy it very much. Mm. So I can recommend that. I need to start those.
0: That sounds Yeah, and really they're great. free
1: online, which is such a blessing. I think they put them out free at the beginning of the pandemic.
0: <laughs> at least that's when I found them. So <laughs> That's awesome. I really need to yeah. get on to those. Yeah. Um. I think that... Covers it, right? I think so too. If we think of any more, then we can always revisit this question later on.
1: Definitely, definitely, um, we'll send things yeah. your way as we find them.
0: Yeah. Um, what have you been up to? How has your Heshvan been?
1: Well, I think it's been pretty steady and peaceful, and the weather has changed, and the time change has come with yes. real early Shabbats. The, gets dark early and cool and in the afternoons and, um, it's brought in a whole new atmosphere to our homeschool and to our observing Shabbat and everything. And I always enjoy that at uh, the seasons and the rhythms that, um, it comes with it. Actually, yeah. my son was born, my youngest son was born two years ago now. And I remember, the midwife told me I should have him in the sunlight in direct sunlight for a, s- a certain amount of time every day
0: yeah
1: and um i I would just open the blinds behind my bed and you know that new honeymoon baby baby moon <laughs> time that you have with your brand new baby and he just lay in that direct sunlight with his eyes closed and doze on my bed. Mm-hmm. It's only this time of year, yeah when the light comes in that way through my window. Oh. And it just reminded me of those early days with him and just the way the lights coming in into my bedroom now it's like, oh, yes, it's that time of year when he was born. yeah and yeah, everything looks different in the house with this fall light and it's just kind of special
0: yeah we're still waiting yeah. for those heavier rains we've had a few sprinkles of rains but I'm so looking forward to like a real good shower where I can just make hot a chocolate and yeah <laughs> cozy up with the book but we've been spending a lot more time on our balcony this past month which I've been really loving oh, um, that is nice for lunchtime. we haven't always been finished with school before lunch and so it's been it's kind of just happened that way that I would Make lunch, and then we would go sit, go sit outside on our balcony and eat it. Um, and so now the kids just kind of expect to sit on the balcony. To eat outside. <laughs> um, That's awesome. We also had a few dinners out there this past month um, that were just also really, really special. We'd turn on music and just sit and eat on the balcony. It just felt so relaxing and so good because just the air is different now. Before it's it's often yeah. too hot to sit out there, even in the evenings. It's just warm. And you want to be outside, but now in the fall, it's just so nice and crisp to sit out there and we have like these string lights. It's so cozy.
1: Oh, that's lovely. Well, I know that for me, getting into the readings again, really just digging into this new cycle of uh, reading through the scriptures has been a blessing. I'm I'm loving going through Matthew and Genesis Mm. and Psalms and, you know, Joshua and Judges again yeah (laughs) you know it's become such a rhythm to our lives now and to our year
0: yeah it's I find it interesting how like you start connecting different books of the bible to different seasons of the year as we go through daily bread each year
1: yeah like Ezekiel for me
0: is always like the heat of summer (laughs) (laughs) whenever I'm reading Ezekiel if I ever end up there for whatever reason sometime else during the year I'm always like oh yeah it's the summer readings (laughs) <laughs> I'm always amazed at how much of the year gets. Uh, the Psalms
1: go through so much of yes, the year. Yes, it's
0: like over, over half of the year. I think.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a lot. incredible, and I love. I love it. Yes, like Psalms being there for so much of my year. Me too. Definitely. Um, did something
0: special um, minister to you as we've been reading? Yes, I mean this past. Um, week I think we've been reading through Matthew 24 um, and it's it's all about the times to come and the end times and so that really hit me it is very solemn and somber um, but so good to read and just remind ourselves of what is actually the goal and what's actually the the forward vision because it's so easy to get stuck in the mundane everyday business of Cleaning the house and doing school and all those things, but why am I doing those things? Why am I choosing to be home with my children? Why? Why yeah. are we teaching them a different path than the rest of the world? And this chapter just really brought that in for me, um, of Yeshua's teaching on the on the end times.
1: Yeah, I I always find it interesting that he says like pray that it will not be on Shabbat or in winter. Yeah. It's okay to pray that God will help you through the hard difficulties and the difficult times. And he said, like, you know, you can pray that God will make it easier for you. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So something that spoke to me this time around was also from Matthew. And you know the parable of the sower with the seed that we... Yes. Everybody knows, like, the most famous parable. Yes. I feel like it came to me in a different perspective this this time. Um, for some reason, in the past as I've read it, I think of, like, these different types of soil. They're like, those are the bad people. They're not the believers in God, those, you know, with the ones that didn't bear any fruit. But this time I I just genuinely sat and thought about how many times have I had worries and cares choke out God's word in my life? How many times has, you know, the enemy stolen things from me? And I feel like I've been all the types of soil. Yeah. Me, you know, and um, it's just interesting that like we can choose every day what type of soil and fruit bearing um person we want to be by how we listen to the words of god and what conditions we allow those seeds of god's word to thrive under that's true that's so true are we yeah like same person can have all those different types of soil um and and we're responsible to make good conditions for the seeds to grow and bear fruit I don't For know if sure, that makes sense. Yeah,
0: it makes a lot of sense. It's also like like we're saying, like it's up to us to prepare the soil, like to to weed out the weeds, and to till the soil and make it yeah. receptive to the to the seeds. Yeah, that's that's like taking it, taking the parable, all, even a little bit deeper. I really yeah. like that. That's because it's easy to let weeds come in, and become yeah. the weedy patch. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's up to out. us to to yeah. you know to pull the weeds. Um,
1: yes, to have discipline over every thought that comes in, over how we spend our time, over what ideas we allow our mind to dwell on. Um, if they're from the world and they're worrisome and they're bringing cares into our minds, like there's a lot going on in the world right now. Yeah, but dwelling on those things can actually choke out the fruit that God wants to, His Word to have in our hearts. Yeah. Um, that's just one of the things. But yeah, so that was my, my thought for the month of Cheshvan, what we've been reading. So we're looking forward to Kislev. It has yes. already begun.
0: I cannot believe that.
1: I know, it's like Hanukkah
0: month, <laughs> it's crazy. Hanukkah is coming really early this year, though. It's, yes. We have to remind ourselves of that.
1: <laughs> it's yes. really early.
0: Um, it's very. But it's exciting. It's very exciting. I love. I love Hanukkah. I love Kislev. I love the season. It's just. It's so good. Hanukkah is such a different holiday than the rest of them. I mean, first of all, because it's not. It's not a biblical holiday. It's not a. It's not a Moed, it's not a... It's not a Leviticus, yeah. No, it's not a God-mandated Chag or a holiday. Um, right. So it's different in that sense. It doesn't have any special Shabbat days and, and things yeah. like that, which makes it very um, non-stressful, I guess, in a sense. Like, there there isn't really anything that has to be done or needs to be prepared. Right, right. Um
1: Yeah, we always try to make sure we light our candles around the right time and follow the customs, but you're right. There's no, you know, Yom Tov to spend all this time cooking ahead of
0: time and stuff like that. No, it's just very low-key in a sense and relaxed, and we like to go out for the candle lighting. Very partying atmosphere. (laughs) Exactly. And we like to go out for the candle lightings around the city. There are um, usually lots of public lightings of course the past two years it's been a little bit different but I know last year it was like such a breath of fresh air I was crying when we went out the first night yeah um to candle lighting and there was a live band and music and dancing and everybody was eating donuts and I was just like oh this feels so normal the, the
1: background story to that was that every feast for the whole year they had shut down the country yeah and there was a curfew. You were. It was on lockdown. You couldn't go outside. You couldn't go visit your uh, neighbors or your friends or even your family. You weren't family, allowed to like go more parents. than 100
0: meters from your house. From the house. Which is, I don't yeah. know how
1: much that is in, in feet, but it's not very many feet. Like 300 feet. We couldn't even get to the corner of our street towards no. the park. No. It was crazy. And so right before Hanukkah, the week leading up, they talked about, we're going to lock the country down for Hanukkah. Um, you know, don't visit friends and family. Yeah, it's going to be
0: a curfew. And then, You're not going to be allowed to go outside in the evening. No
1: candle lightings, no festivities. And then the night before, they just dropped it all yeah. and opened everything up.
0: It was amazing. And
1: the stores opened for like the f- one, you know, the first time and, and the malls and, and, yeah, street vendors. And it was just, not that I live for malls and stores, <laughs> but it was definitely like this... Uh, Re- coming back to life it was crazy yeah. and and to celebrate the lighting of the of the hanukkah and to listen to the music and yeah we actually so listened to that song in our house yesterday uh, yesterday a yeah, friday oh. as we were preparing i was like oh let's let's start listening to the solomon brothers yes <laughs> the
0: like oh yeah, we can, that's coming. something we can recommend. Something that we both love, the Solomon Brothers. Um, yeah, that's they don't have that many music. songs online, but no, but you can if you um, you can also search for Morshav band, Moshav yeah. Band, M O S H A V band. They were formerly known as that. They've got some really good music. We love them. Yeah, for me, it's and always we've... so nostalgic because we played their music at our wedding. And so, when you go out for Hanukkah <laughs> lighting, we always like to go to the Hanukkah lighting where the Solomon Brothers are playing, and it's just and it's, it's happened the best. a
1: couple of years in a row, so yes. it feels like it's part of Hanukkah now. It is; it really is. But Hanukkah is a special time of year, and of course, now with Kislev, it is the official start of winter in the Holy Land. Um, yes,
0: on Kislev first. Yeah, if you have a daily bread it. journal and you've been paying attention, that you know that. <laughs> yes, or if you listen to the podcast,
1: yes. because I read it um, on Friday. Yep. So, Sophia, do you want to talk a little bit about why we celebrate Hanukkah Ooh. and the connection
0: to Yeshua? Yes. There's there's a lot of people who who don't celebrate Hanukkah um, because it isn't one of the pointed feasts um, from Scripture, um, which neither is Purim. No, Purim and
1: Hanukkah are their own category. Yeah. Although in the book of Esther, it is recorded how um, Mordechai sort of decrees it upon all Jews. Yeah. To commemorate I think the day it's, it's like, and the miracle.
0: I think of it as um, Hanukkah and Purim. Both. They're more yeah. of you know they're not religious holidays in that sense. They're they're in the category of like national holidays of the nation of Israel and the people um, of Israel. Yeah, um, I would say both. Both, yeah.
1: And there's a huge spiritual significance to both of them. But but definitely, yeah, it's like the people of Israel's
0: feasts. Yes, exactly. In a special way. And that doesn't mean that they're exclusive to the people of Israel as, you know, grafted in Gentiles. We get to partake of that as well. And there are reasons. So the reasons why we celebrate them, obviously it's to celebrate the victory of the Maccabees. But there is also other reasons. So one of the reasons I find a lot, like a deeper significance to Hanukkah than I don't want to say just the victory of the Maccabees because that was a huge thing. Um, But I believe, I think as believers in Yeshua, we can find deeper significance in it even than even non-believers can. Um, And that is that likely, most likely, Yeshua was conceived during Hanukkah. Um, And Hanukkah is known as the Festival of Lights. Like a a lot of Bible scholars will agree that the time Yeshua was born was most likely during the fall feasts. There are some people who believe he was born during the Feast of Trumpets um, or Rosh Hashanah Yom Teruah. Others believe he was born during Sukkot. But, you know, there's...
1: Just that's about nine months, give or take, from
0: Hanukkah. Exactly, that's that's about Either nine or, months from Hanukkah. Yeah. Either way, you you believe when you believe right. he's, he was born. Um, right. And so there's a very deep significance there, I think, in celebrating the light of the world coming into the world at that time. Yeah. And I just and love that. And the
1: feast of dedication. And Yeshua was brought into the temple that was dedicated. And he was dedicated.
0: Yes, very much. Yeah, and we know that. Yeshua was in the temple at dedication from or at Hanukkah, which means dedication. From John chapter ten, verse twenty two, it says, At that time the feast of dedication, which is Hanukkah, took place at Jerusalem. It was winter. And um so we know that Yeshua right. was taking yeah. part of this. He was it was the national holiday of Israel and people would come to the temple at that time. Um yes. so I think, to commemorate it. Yeah. It's true, the word Hanukkah
1: it means dedication, like you said, but just to even to drive that point home in Israel, when somebody finishes building a home or they move into a new home, they have a housewarming party and that's called the to Yes.
0: Like dedication of your house. Yeah. It's not and a we,
1: complicated word.
0: I'm going to quote here from an article that my father-in-law, your dad wrote and we'll link it below. It's the story of Hanukkah. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to quote him here. He says the miraculous victory over the ungodly forces of apostasy, which were the Greeks who desecrated the temple through the Maccabees gained religious freedom for the Jewish people until the Messiah was born. When he was carried into the temple by his God fearing parents to be presented before the Lord or dedicated to the Lord the prophecy of Haggai was fulfilled, quote, the glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. That's Haggai two nine, And so, yeah, yeah we know that the miracles that happened during Hanukkah made it possible for Yeshua, the Savior of the world, to be born. And so we should yeah. definitely be celebrating that because if Hanukkah hadn't happened, then that, I mean, Hanukkah happening laid the groundwork for Messiah being born. And without yeah. that happening... Um, the course of history would not have been what it was. Not saying that that's God right. can't bring in the Savior any which way. But but that's how he did it. But this <laughs> is how he did it. And so we yeah. should be commemorating that.
1: Yeah, there would not be a Jewish people around if the Greeks had won.
0: Yeah, because their point, what the Greeks were trying to do was to assimilate the Jewish people and make them Greeks. I mean, even Destroy to the point— Torah. Even to yeah. the point of some Jews trying to reverse their circumcision, um, yeah, physically, and that's just—it's crazy to think about.
1: And you know, it says in Romans fifteen ten, "Rejoice, O Gentiles, with His people," and so the nations are called to rejoice with God's people, Israel. This is like a, a big party. <laughs> yeah, it, this story of Hanukkah, this victory. Over apostasy and lawlessness that was attempting to wipe out the nation of Israel Torah observance um, before Yeshua's time. Yeah, um, that's that's a big victory to celebrate.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Just like for him. So that's, that's why really I, I, I I love Hanukkah. It's just so so good, so fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Um. Yes. And it was it was also the first actually it was the first um holiday I ever celebrated ever, oh, even before cool. Shabbat, which is you know again, it's not a biblically mandated holiday, but it was my uh, stepping stool into all of this. My parents decided that they were not going to do Christmas, and that was our first step into Torah as a family and instead of Christmas, we celebrated hanukkah and I just still have such fond memories of that growing up. Um,
1: That's wonderful.
0: So yeah, I definitely for, I encourage people who, who are kind of new to discovering the roots of, of the Christian faith and coming into Torah. And if you're struggling giving up things like Christmas and you know, there's a lot that comes with that family and traditions. and Hanukkah is a great, a great place in a way to start. Because it's simple, it's fun, and it creates very, very lasting memories. And beyond that, I think the day and age that we're living in today, the Hanukkah story is just so important. If you haven't read the Book of Maccabees, I highly recommend you to do it. Actually, we have for several years—I don't know, four or five years now. Um, Yeah, since
1: the first year of the podcast. Was it
0: the first year? Really, we did it. Yeah, we.
1: Yeah, we started the podcast in the spring, but that first Hanukkah, we did record the Book yeah. of Maccabees or our husband's. Did. Yes,
0: our husband's uh, recorded the Book of Maccabees. And so every year we repost those episodes each night of I think Hanukkah. It's
1: two chapters per night,
0: yeah. something like that. And then you get through the whole book by the end of the holiday. It does yeah, it's um, an exciting book. Take some parental um, <laughs> oversight yeah it's a bit gruesome if, if you have younger children then you might want to listen to it um, by yourself before you listen to it with your children but um yeah so we'll be reposting those for sure during Hanukkah um the book of Maccabees you can listen to it on the podcast yeah so the the story of Hanukkah is very I think significant for us today because it's, yeah. it's a very similar situation um the world wants to assimilate us and make us like them and make us forget the ways of God and the ways of Torah. Yeah. And so I think the the story of the Maccabees can be very encouraging. I also find it really powerful
1: when you realize that the prophecies of Daniel were referring to the events of Hanukkah. Yeah. And also Hebrews 11 um, talking about, you know, these these people, the hall of fame, of faith. Yeah. The, the people who had been tortured and refused to be released so they might gain a better resurrection. That's They were sawn in two. They were stoned. They were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins. That's uh, directly talking about what was happening in Israel at the time of the Maccabees. mm uh, women receiving back their dead, raised to life again. These are stories of things that happened during uh, the events of Hanukkah. Yeah. Um, the the part about being sought in two and things like that. It's exactly what they're talking about. And um, I think it's really cool to put that together um, to get the context of what Hebrews and Daniel is talking about.
0: Yeah, that's really cool.
1: Yeah, but practically speaking... We do have a guide that's on, again, on my dad's website that we can, that's just a good beginner on how to celebrate Hanukkah. Yes. A beginner guide. Um, And I find it beautiful. It just tells you everything about how to light the candles of the menorah, which is a special menorah. It's got nine arms. Yep. And um,
0: Why does it have nine arms, Johanna? Well, because the <laughs> why, don't we light, why don't we light the regular menorah for Hanukkah?
1: Oh, no, no, no. That is for the temple. <laughs> <laughs> that is holy and special. That is not something that you just stick around your house. That right. was a special temple instrument. The nine-armed menorah is so that there are, uh, you know, one candle to be lit for each of the eight nights yes and the middle one the ninth one is the shamash the servant that you use to light the eight
0: candles yep there's lots of significance to that as well yes Um, but Um, that's that's a good point to make that we don't light a regular seven armed menorah right for Hanukkah um, because it It wouldn't
1: quite work anyway there's not seven days
0: (laughs) no no um but it's um it's be- it's because it's holy it's for the temple and um yeah. the jewish people have never never had those in their homes to be lit uh, they might keep them in their homes um but they don't even put candles in them
1: right it's not for secular use or no. as in like unsanctified use i yeah. don't know how to
0: like if the menorah was made for the temple and for the temple right. service or tabernacle right. service. Um, and those instruments can't just be copied and used in our homes. However you like, yeah. So that's just a side to, point to make because a lot of people wonder, like, why don't you have a normal menorah? Um, a biblical menorah. A biblical menorah, <laughs> menorah the way it was in the temple, and that's for that reason. Um, it's right. kind of similar to what we touched on last month in pronouncing the name of God. It's right. It's for for sanctified use it's set apart yeah yeah.
1: well so in this um, guide every night has a theme so the first night revelation second night war third night miracles purification dedication and so on and it has some scriptures and some talking points that you can discuss with your children at their age levels of course and it's really it's really good just um, prayer uh, points on how we can pray for the miracles in our day, yeah, um, and you know on the fifth night, it's the theme is dedication, and it's very much like dedicating about dedicating your life as the temple of the Lord to serve God, praying for greater dedication and the scriptures and things like that. And then the sixth, the night, is not only a regular Hanukkah night, but it's also the new moon, because the month switches over from Kislev to Tevet right, right in in during the feast of Hanukkah. Yeah, and so that has even added significance to that night. And uh, yeah, I encourage you guys to look up that guide and. We'll we'll link it in the show notes. You can go down so many rabbit trails with with that guide and (laughs) take it as deep as
0: you want to go. But yeah, we'll link it in the show notes. Yes. And we'll also, um, we'll be doing, Lord willing, we'll be doing, if you follow us over on Instagram, we're at Daily Bread Moms. We are, Lord willing, going to do a little giveaway for Hanukkah. So if you follow us on there, keep your eyes open for that. Yes. We'll be giving away some... Some Hanukkah items and um, maybe a book or two. Did you um, have a Pinterest board for
1: Hanukkah?
0: Right, we do actually.
1: recipes and inspiration for yes, our we do.
0: listeners. So we have Daily Bread Moms has a Pinterest page. We're at Daily Bread Moms. So if you search for that, you should find us. Um, and we have a board for Hanukkah where we've pinned some ideas. Yeah, we that's are really good. Daily Bread Moms. On Pinterest, yeah, yeah. as <laughs> and, we are on Instagram. Yes, exactly. And there's some fun. I've I've pinned um, some fun crafts, some recipes. I found some recipes for sourdough donuts that I want to try this year.
1: You should mention your um what do you call it, sufganiot bar.
0: Yes. Yeah, so actually, you pinned some ideas along those lines, um, but. There wasn't anything online, but there were donut bars. But basically the idea is that um, we like to, I like to keep my sufganiyot or my donuts plain. I don't even fill them, um, like the inside of them. Usually jelly donuts are filled on the inside. But I just put out like an assortment of toppings and fillings, and then I let everyone make their own soufgania the way they want it. And you can go all out and put all the toppings on there if you want um, yes
1: which the kids normally do <laughs> yes
0: um but it's a, it's fun for the kids they get to choose what they want to put on there and they make little fun creations here in Israel like they go they go crazy on the donuts in the bakeries the past few years I feel like every bakery is just trying to trump one another Outdo in, the other Outdo yeah. each other exactly and so like they're even, you know what
1: they remind me of you know those hats that the ladies in England wear to the Weddings oh, and the yeah. horse races and stuff. <laughs> they, you just go higher and crazier, and they have like feathers in every direction, That's and like true. they are three levels and four levels. That's how it is with the donuts here. In yes, Hanukkah. I mean
0: some bakeries even like put out like a whole like catalog. Like this is this year's collection of donuts. Yeah, and they describe exactly what's in them and on them, and they have these like little like uh, like liquid things that you that can you shoot into, into you squirt it, into yeah. your donut
1: <laughs> it's like, it's really and insane. they have like pearls and gold and glitter oh, yeah, and gold
0: foil several donuts. tiers uh.
1: and layers and it's just like honestly though they're not that tasty
0: no no they're not the homemade ones are they much just better. look really fancy yeah but anyway so. so
1: you come to Sophia's house and you get the best donuts and then you can fill it with whatever you want yes it's really the best idea
0: it is it's so much fun and I saw last year I shared about it on Instagram and I saw some other people try it out and that was a lot of fun
1: yeah Um, it's really brilliant I think you should make a really nice photo shoot of it this year Ooh. and then just um I since like you said you searched for it on Pinterest I should just put it on
0: Pinterest myself
1: Yes. And then the pictures will start to circulate and the idea will spread and a lot more people can do this very genius thing.
0: That's a good idea. I'll have to do that. So yeah. Do you have any special Hanukkah traditions that you do at your house? I mean, a lot of people generally do gifts and Hanukkah, I feel like in the U.S., kind of a big thing in a different way than it is in Israel, which is kind of funny. Um here
1: there is no competition between Hanukkah and Christmas. There isn't that dynamic at all. No. There's only Hanukkah. Yeah. Um and it's I feel like it's very relaxed for me because like you don't have to make sure it all happens in one night. <laughs> yes. You have 8 days to just enjoy and um I like that part of it. You have time to visit friends and and do candle lightings with different people
0: yeah um but there also isn't that culture of consumerism around Hanukkah here in Israel I feel like I mean there is the shops are all selling gifts and and like there is so much gift gift giving but
1: it's right I don't know I feel like it's more just the chocolate coins and the dreidels and the things that you need to use to uh Celebrate Hanukkah.
0: Yeah. There isn't that same focus on, on gifts, buying everybody gifts. No, no, there isn't. And it's funny. Cause when I was little, that was like, that was like the thing, um, that we would get a gift every night for Hanukkah. And uh-huh. we haven't done that with our kids almost we at all. Either. Like we will give them gifts for Hanukkah, but not every night. Um, and it's more about time together as a family. Um,
1: Definitely. And we'll yeah. buy
0: things like for the whole family. So like a game that we can all enjoy or um, something that's for everybody and not each child individually. Yeah. Which I really, I like that.
1: Yeah. our I mean, my kids just love um, lighting the candles and playing the games and singing the songs and eating all the fried food. <laughs>
0: We have to yep. see if we can get dad to make fish and chips again because that was incredible. That was fun. Yeah. One year we we had, um, we like got together, all of us every night, and we had a different fried food every single night. That was kind of intense. <laughs> it really unhealthy. <laughs> that was really intense. I don't know if I recommend that. No. But fish and chips is, is very good and it, it is in the spirit of the holiday um, yeah. I will mention that I, last year, just as a side note, because I know that a lot of our listeners are very health conscious. Um, and so, as a side note, I will mention that last year, I actually fried my, fried my sufganiyot, my donuts, in coconut oil instead of the typical oils. And mm-hmm. I don't think anybody could tell the difference. They were really good.
1: I did and use you know I did
0: use the refined coconut oil that doesn't have the coconut oil flavor. Um, right. so it's not like it doesn't boast the same health benefits, but at least it doesn't have all the negative things of the bad Canola fry oils. oils and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So yeah. I'll recommend that. I'll put that out there that, um, frying your sufganiyot in coconut oil is totally cool.
1: Yes. And for the latkes and stuff, you can put all the vegetables in there and, yeah, uh, that you want, not just potatoes. Yeah. We often just sweet sweet potato good, latkes. Yeah.
0: But I've made zucchini and cauliflower in the past too.
1: And your house will smell for eight days of...
0: Yep. That's another thing. Actually, my husband, he abhors the smell of fried food. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) one year we actually bought like an electric frying pan griddle thing. Um, And often we will take that out and put it on the balcony. And it just lives there all of Hanukkah. And we fry all of our stuff outside. I know some of you... Live where it's a lot colder, <laughs> so it might be harder to do. But, but a lot of people actually do fry their stuff outdoors, um, to yeah. try to escape the house smelling like a donut.
1: I can't do that. I do not have a balcony like that, so my house smells. But that's okay. That's it's true. just for a week, and then yes. it's done. And it's usually a mess because it's just kind of messy food to make. It goes everywhere, and the kids love getting into it and being involved and I don't know I think if you just embrace it and let it be what it is it becomes a lot of fun yes it definitely is and the reason why we fry food in oil for Hanukkah is because of the miracle of the oil that lasted for eight days in case everyone's wondering like why are they talking about all this fried food
0: yes it's, it's a tradition of Hanukkah to eat food fried in oil Yes. Um, I'll also say that beyond the Pinterest board, um, I do have a a Spotify playlist that I can link as well with Hanukkah music. Yes. yes. Um, I think I might even have a playlist I did a few years ago that has like worship music. It's not Hanukkah music. It's worship music. But that's like in the theme of Hanukkah. I might try to build on that and um, add that as well. Yeah. And uh, we hope you all have a blessed month of Kislev. Some of you are probably already several feet deep in snow. Um, (laughs) Which, as Swedish people, I can say I kind of missed that a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, we wish you all a blessed month of Kislev. Chodesh Tov. Have a good month. And yes. we'll be back with you for Tebet, which will be during Hanukkah. So we'll touch back with you during Hanukkah. How about that?
1: Yes. And just a last tiny reminder, as we say goodbye, to be on the lookout for the Hanukkah giveaway. That's yes. That's coming up. It will be announced both on the podcast, on the daily readings, and on our Instagram account.
0: Yes. And anytime you want to connect with us, you can do that over on our Instagram page. Again, we're at Daily Bread Moms. Um, we share little bits of life here in in Jerusalem. And um, yeah, if you want to just say hello, and then you can connect with us there. And if you don't have Instagram, then you can email us at dailybreadmoms at gmail.com. And say hello. We love it when you write us. We really do.
1: Yes, we love to connect with all the amazing listeners that are tuning in from all over the world, which just blows my mind every time I realize
0: where people are tuning in from. It's, it's, it really is mind blowing. We have had listeners from like Saudi Arabia, just, just Iran. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, last thing I want to mention is also, if you want to support the daily bread podcast, you can become a monthly supporter, which has a few perks over on Patreon. And we'll link that as well in the show notes. Um, yes, those are
1: fun perks, actually. So yes. if you were thinking of supporting, make sure you do it through Patreon so that you can um, get those little goodies.
0: Yes, and that just helps us, you know, to stay on top of making sure microphones and computers work. And um, it also helps us out sometimes. Um, yes. It's, it definitely and it does, a huge blessing.
1: Because we post every single day, we have to pay for um, our platform. Yes, to keep all the episodes up, so it helps us with that monthly um, expense as well.
0: Yep. Anything and everything is a blessing.
1: Yes. So, that's and it. And to everyone who is a Patreon, thank you. Yes. We love you. you. <laughs> it means so much to us that it's a huge encouragement. Yes. Thank you. Sure.
0: Definitely. So, until next time. Shalom from Jerusalem. Shalom from Jerusalem. Chodesh Bye.